Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 94 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all earn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. There were no big games out last week, but the games coming out this week include Mundon, RBI Baseball 21, Stubbs the Zombie and Rebel Without a Pulse, and Rays of the Light, Dungeon Defenders Awakened, Beach Buggy Racing 2 Island Adventure, The Outer Worlds, Murder on Eridanos, Adios, Borderlands 3 Director's Cut, Explosionade DX, Angry Video Game Nerd 1 and 2 Deluxe, Signs of the Sojourner, and Can't Drive This. As we'll touch on this week, the Bethesda Xbox deal was closed, and as a result, 20 Bethesda games are coming to Xbox Game Pass. They are available now, and they include the following. Available on console, PC, and cloud includes Dishonored Definitive Edition, Dishonored 2, Doom 1993, Doom 2, Doom 3, Doom 64, and Doom Eternal. Available on console and PC is The Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind and The Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion. Available on console, PC, and cloud is The Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim Special Edition. On cloud and console is The Elder Scrolls Online. And then on console, PC, and cloud, The Evil Within, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Prey, Rage 2, Wolfenstein the New Order, Wolfenstein the Old Blood, Wolfenstein Young Blood, and finally, available on console, is Fallout New Vegas. The best deal in gaming just keeps on getting better. Now on to last week's biggest news stories, and we have six to cover this week. Number one, Xbox boss says Microsoft's Bethesda deal was all about exclusive games for Xbox Game Pass. Tom Warren at The Verge writes, Microsoft completed its 7.5 billion Bethesda acquisition earlier this week and initially hinted that some new titles in the future would be exclusive to Xbox and PC players. That some language left some wiggle room for the possibility of future Bethesda titles to appear on Sony's PlayStation 5, Nintendo Switch, or elsewhere. Now Microsoft's Xbox chief Phil Spencer is making it very clear why the company paid $7.5 billion for Bethesda Xbox Game Pass. Speaking during a Bethesda and Xbox Roundtable event today, Spencer revealed that Xbox Game Pass is at the heart of the Bethesda deal. Quote, if you're an Xbox customer, the thing I want you to know is that it's about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists, end quote, said Spencer. Quote, that's our goal, that's why we're doing this, that's the root of this partnership that we're building, end quote. It's not a surprising admission, as it has been obvious Microsoft has been gearing up for a different kind of Xbox feature with its Xbox Game Pass subscription push, but hearing it directly from the head of Xbox makes it even clearer that Xbox Game Pass is Microsoft's true next-gen Xbox. This doesn't mean Bethesda games will suddenly disappear from other platforms, in fact it's the opposite. Quote, that's contractual obligations that we're going to see through, as we always do in every single one of these instances, end quote, says Spencer. Quote, we have games that exist on other platforms, and we're going to go support those games on the platforms they're on. There's communities of players, and we love those communities, and we'll continue to invest in them, end quote. Microsoft and Bethesda only cleared the deal recently, so it's too early for any game announcements, but questions remain over Bethesda's new and upcoming Starfield title, and even the recently announced Indiana Jones game. Will these both be exclusive to Xbox and PC? We simply don't know yet. Spencer did mention that, quote, even in the future there might be things that could have contractual things or a legacy on different platforms that will go do, end quote. So there could potentially be new Bethesda games appearing on non-Microsoft platforms. What's clear is that the long-term goal is for Bethesda to create exclusive games that will only be available on platforms where Xbox Game Pass is supported. At the moment, that's Xbox consoles, Windows PCs, Android phones, and soon iOS devices via the web. 
So I've long gone back and forth on this show about what they were going to do with Bethesda. Over the last couple of months, I kind of settled on the fact that you can't go out and spend $7.5 billion without a true intention about exclusivity. It's a thing that everyone has said Microsoft and Xbox haven't had for the last couple of years, and now nobody can make that argument. They have truly invested in their first party, and if you're a Game Pass subscriber, you have beautiful years of free quote-unquote gaming ahead of you through the subscription with now all Bethesda games coming. A true win for us Xbox gamers. Number 2. Halo Infinite won't include fan-favorite features from previous games. Logan Moore, comicbook.com, writes, Halo Infinite developer 343 Industries has confirmed that some beloved features that have appeared in previous Halo installments won't be showing back up in this year's entry. While some of these aspects haven't appeared in a Halo game dating all the way back to Halo 3, some longtime fans had hopes that they might return with Infinite. For now, however, this will not be the case. Divulged in a new Q&A session with 343 Industries, the studio touched on a litany of new details related to Halo Infinite. One of the questions that was asked over the course of the 44-minute video dealt with dual wielding, which is a popular feature that appeared in Halo 2 and Halo 3. While the mechanic is something that many fans had hoped to see come back one day, 343 confirmed that Halo Infinite does not feature the ability to hold two weapons simultaneously. 343's Quinn Del Hoyo said that the reason for opting not to include dual wielding is that it allows the studio to focus primarily on other mechanics and features instead. That being said, Del Hoyo also did leave the door open to this mechanic not being gone forever. In the same vein, Del Hoyo was asked about whether playable Elise would be coming back as a playable class in Halo Infinite as well. Much like his answer with his dual wielding question, Del Hoyo said that this feature could come one day about, but for now, it's not something that the studio is planning to add. As such, Spartans will be the only playable class in both the game's campaign and in multiplayer. Of course, with the Q&A lasting for so long, 343 Industries developers were also able to answer a number of additional questions and inquiries as well. Some of these dealt with how the game's day-night cycle would work, the mission structure, and even the open-world design. All in all, the full video provides prospective Halo Infinite players with a ton of new info and should surely help make the wait until release a bit easier. All the hardcore Halo fans, go get more of your questions answered by watching the blog deep dive on their channel. To me, these were the key details that came out of it, along with the fact that you can kick people off of the Zeta Halo ring. Number 3. Skyrim, 4 other Bethesda games get FPS boost on Xbox Series X. Joseph Noop at Hygiene writes, You may have heard that Xbox Game Pass now has added 20 of Bethesda's most popular games, thanks to the newly minted partnership between the companies. More good news, some of them are getting an FPS boost courtesy of the Xbox Series X and Series S. The Elder Scrolls Skyrim Special Edition, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Dishonored Definitive Edition, and Prey are all getting the option to boost their frame rate. Xbox's Larry Herb and Jeff Rubenstein shared the announcement and details during Friday's recording of the official Xbox podcast. This is awesome news to see these games increase from 30 to 60 frames per second on console, and since Dishonored is a franchise that I somehow ignored over the last decade, this seems like my perfect opportunity to give this game a chance. Number 4, Square Enix will reveal New Life is Strange during digital event next week. Ian Walker Kotaku writes, Square Enix announced that it will debut the first episode of its very own Nintendo Direct-style digital event known as Square Enix Prevents next Thursday, March 18th. Among other things, the studio plans to officially reveal the next game in the Life is Strange series with an all-new protagonist wielding an exciting new power. A new installment in the choice-driven adventure game series was rumored to be ready to show earlier this year alongside since-confirmed projects like Final Fantasy XIV's Endwalker expansion and Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate on PS5. Outriders, Balan Wonderland, Just Cause Mobile, Tomb Raider, Marvel's Vendors, and a crop of new mobile games from Square Enix Montreal will also make appearances of some kind during the 40-minute showcase. This is awesome and huge news for me. I'm a huge Life is Strange fan. I've played all the games and love the story in them. Can't wait to see what they show next. Number 5. EA Sports College Football Games Seemingly Won't Launch Until July 2023 
Adam Bankhurst at IGN writes, With EA revealed the exciting news that EA Sports College Football will be returning for the first time since 2013, newly discovered documents reveal the first game in the revived franchise might not arrive until July of 2023. As reported by GameSpot, Extra Point's Matt Brown obtained records from the Collegiate Licensing Company, CLC, the company EA has partnered with on the college football game relaunch, that stated the game won't be out for a while. Quote, according to internal documentation from CLC that I obtained via open records request, the CLC told FBS institutions that EA Sports intends to release the new video game in July of 2023, end quote, Brown wrote on Twitter. The documentation obtained by Brown also includes numerous other details about the proposal to make new college football games, and you could subscribe to read them all. Some of these details include EA visiting schools to gather reference for items that cannot be sent like stadiums, access to logos, uniforms, costumed mascots, non-costumed mascots, traditions, school-owned band recordings, trophies, and more. EA Sports College Football, when it does return, will include more than 100 institutions in the upcoming game, including their logos, stadiums, uniforms, gameplay, traditions, and more. As a huge NFL fan, I don't really follow college football as much, but I know how huge this series was for people back in the day. The only thing I can hope is that they somehow find a way to pay the players and we can get their name recognition in the game. And number six, Overwatch casually rolls out Xbox Series X and S enhancements. Mike Fahey at Kotaku writes, Yesterday's Overwatch update was all about the patchy Marchy challenge and that hideous and or awesome new Roadhog skin, but next-gen Xbox owners got a little something extra with the update. New graphic options for Series X and S consoles from 4K60 to blazing fast 120Hz. Xbox Series X and S players now have a preferred graphics mode option in the game, giving them access to one of three new settings. Resolution, this mode prefers higher resolution output at the cost of some image quality. Series X is 4K60, and Series S is 1440p60. Balance, this mode prefers image quality at the cost of resolution. Series X is 1440p at 60, and Series S is 1080p at 60. Frame rate, this mode prefers higher frame rate at 120 frames per second at the cost of both image quality and resolution. Series X is 1440p at 120, and Series S is 1080p at 120. As someone who did recently reinstall the game to maybe play with my friends soon, this is very exciting news and there's still millions of people that play this, especially on console, so enjoy your freedom for those who got a next-gen console. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one is about Google Stadia and Xbox consoles. Credit to Adam Bankhurst at IGN. Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One consoles will soon be getting a new upgraded Microsoft Edge Chromium-powered browser that is capable of playing Google Stadia. One benefit of a Chromium browser on Xbox is allowing it to work with browser-based streaming services like Google Stadia and Amazon Luna. Additionally, even though Xbox consoles have native access to Xbox Game Pass, this could theoretically also allow for Xbox Cloud's gaming through a browser once Microsoft adds support for it in Spring 2021. Furthermore, this should allow for improved capability with browser-based games and services like Skype and Discord through the web. What a wild time we live in with a dying Google Stadia being able to soon be playable on Xbox consoles. You never know what the future holds. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, leave a review, share it with your friends, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I played some Fall Guys on PC with my buddies, Halo the Master Chief Collection, and as I slowly go my way through Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic still. My name is Brandon Rosig, and follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. Hope you all have a great week, stay safe, and keep on gaming.